song, uh, Our Lord is Coming Back. Oh, our Lord is coming back to earth again. Yes, our Lord is coming back to earth again. Oh, and Satan bailed out here will have no temper then. After Jesus shall come back to earth again. I am watching for the coming of the glad millennial day When our blessed Lord shall come and catch His waiting bride away Oh, my heart is filled with rapture as I labor, watch and pray For the Lord is coming back to earth again Oh, our Lord is coming back to earth again Yes, our Lord is coming back to earth again Satan will be bound a thousand years, will have no temper then. After Jesus shall come back to earth again. Jesus coming back will be the answer to the earth. And sky, God shall take away all sickness and the sufferers will dry. When our Savior shall come back to earth again. Oh, our Lord is coming back to earth again. Yes, our Lord is coming back to earth again. Satan will be bound a thousand years. We'll have no temper then. After Jesus shall come back to earth again. Oh, our Lord is coming back to earth again. Yes, our Lord is coming back to earth again. Thousand years will have no temper then. After Jesus shall come back to earth again. Now when the redeemed are gathering in, wash like snow and free from all sin. And I will shout and howl. 
rapture in our blessed home on high with the redeemed a gathering in how we'll raise the heavenly anthem in that city in the sky with the redeemed a gathering in oh in the redeemed a gathering in wash like How we'll shout and how we'll sing when the redeemed are gathering in. There will be a great procession over on the streets of gold when the redeemed are gathering in. Oh, what music, oh, what singing o'er the sea will be rolled when the redeemed are gathering in. Gathering in, washed like snow, and free from all sin. How we'll shout, how we'll sing when the redeemed are gathering in. Oh, saints will sing redemption story with their voices clear and strong when the redeemed are gathering in. Then the angels. All will listen, for they cannot join that song When the redeemed are gathering in Now when the redeemed are gathering in Wash like snow and free from all sin How we'll shout and how we'll sing When the redeemed are gathering in then the Savior will give orders to prepare the banquet board when the redeemed are gathering in. And we'll hear his invitation, come ye blessed of the Lord, when the redeemed are gathering in. Oh, when the redeemed are gathering in, wash like snow. How we'll shout and how we'll sing when the redeemed are gathering in. Oh, when the redeemed are gathering in, the washed like snow and free from all sin. How we'll shout and how we'll sing when the redeemed are gathering in. Shouting on that happy morning when we all shall rise. Oh, what glory! Hallelujah! We meet our blessed Savior in the skies. Oh, what singing! Oh, what shouting on that happy morning when we all shall rise. And oh, what glory! Shouting on that happy morning when we all shall rise. Oh, what glory! Ah. 
skies. Amen. Let's go ahead and uh, keep it or put it in the key of C. We'll go ahead and change the order of our service here. Actually, put it in F. I'm sorry. And let's sing that song, uh, Bring All Your Needs. So bring all your needs to the altar. Just bring all your needs to the that softly brother Matt we just have a few prayer requests here that we want to remember uh, we have many who are not with us that are either traveling or just are not well so we just want to remember them uh, specifically we just want to uh, remember brother Barry as we all saw he's uh, sick and um, has been tested positive so we just want to remember him and uh, also I heard this morning that uh, there are many over in uh, Tennessee that are also dealing with the virus that uh, they had to cancel their service so I'm sure they're listening uh, but we just want to remember them in prayer that the Lord would just touch them and um, I know that uh, we all have uh, many unspoken prayer requests so uh, just by the lifting of your hands uh, we just uh, want to remember them and also uh, we just want to remember um, Jane Munch who uh, is sick so we just want to remember her in prayer as well um, if I could just have a uh, uh, Brother Jeremy, come at this time and just pray over these needs and uh, just uh, enter into uh, the next part of service. Brother Jeremy. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to gather once more in your house, Lord, to give you praise and worship. Lord, we've come with expectation in our heart, Lord, that you'll speak to us and that you'll meet us here, Lord. Father, we come to you, Lord, asking, Lord, that you would hear us through the sacrifice that you made at Calvary, Lord. We thank you for that blood sacrifice, Lord. And Father, we lay these needs before you, Lord. Many that are sick and afflicted wish they could be here. Those traveling, Lord, 
Uh, you saw the raised hands, Lord. You know every need, Father. We just believe, Father, that you have an answer for each one. Lord, that there's uh, healing and atonement made. Father, we ask that you would meet each need, Lord, according to your word and your will. We pray that it would be given back as a, a praise report to you, Lord. Father, we love you, and as we set aside this time now, Lord, we just pray that you would come, Lord. Have your way, Lord, as we lift you up and give praise and worship to you, Lord. We pray that it would just be a, a sweet savor unto you, Lord. And Lord, as your servant, Lord, uh, is seeking your mind, Father, we just pray that you would give him liberty in your spirit, Lord. Pray that you would speak through him, Lord. May he be lips of clay. Lord, we just pray that our, our hearts would be ready to receive what you have for us. We love you, and we just look forward to that. We ask that all the things be done according to your will and for your glory. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Thank you. Uh, you may have your seats. We do have a couple of specials this morning. I'll go ahead and have uh, Sister Lily come up and uh, if she's ready. And as they uh, get ready here, let's just sing this song um, and see. I saw love, mercy, and grace. I saw love, mercy.
special this morning uh, from Brother Micah Torres, and so we'll just ask him to go ahead and come. you all. Um, this has just um, been one of my favorite hymns for several years now, and I just think the words are really powerful, and um, I think it's just a really fitting anthem for myself and 
all believers as we start this new year. You're more than welcome to sing it with me. to come at this time for tithes and offering. Brother Tom, if you would just pray over them. Amen. Let's put it in F. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, and we 
morning in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, certainly um, happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Um, happy New Year to you all. <laughs> I hope um, you had a wonderful time celebrating uh, the New Year. Um, standing in for Brother Barry this morning was not able to make it. I'm sure um, most of you saw the update. He's not feeling well with the virus. I spoke to him uh, just before I, I came here. He's doing all right, um, just dealing with the symptoms, you know. So uh, if we can just continue praying for him. Uh, one thing uh, that we have as Christians is that um, we have, um, I remember one time um, we went to the mountains, me and my wife. So um, we uh, rented a pickup truck because we can't afford one. So once in a while we, we rent one. So. <laughs> So, um, so we went, there was, a, there was a steep incline, right? So what, what we did is, um, I was looking forward just to you know, coming, coming to a steep incline because I wanted to try the all-wheel drive and all that stuff. So a, a Christian is like that, you know. When you have challenges, there's a gear that we engage, and that gear is prayer. Praise the Lord. So if you have got a very good pickup truck, you're not afraid of anything, you know. You actually look forward to getting in the mud, getting in the sand, because you want to try out, you know, how, how powerful your car is. So uh, one thing that we have as Christians is we don't fear anything because we know whom we have believed. So I believe that's the attitude of the church this morning. And if, if there's a time that we need to be praying, it's this time that we're living in. The prophet says we, we were ten, tempted ten times less, but... But now our kids are being tempted ten times more, and they are praying ten times less. So if, if, if there's anything we have to do in this age, is to pray. 
Unfortunately, you know, people don't want to, to pray. They want to post on Facebook. They want to go on, uh, on CNN. They want to, you see, the Bible says, don't be anxious about anything, but bring in, in prayer and what? In supplication. So uh, you can never overcome without prayer. You can never overcome without, you know, trusting in the Lord. And we want to, we want to appreciate the visitors among us. I certainly enjoyed the special uh, special greeting to Brother uh, John Anthony, and um, uh, just uh, good to have him here. And um, I don't believe in proselyting, but uh, I pray that you know everyone who's out there can come here. <laughs> so, um, and uh, we had some very good reports about about the youth retreat. So I hope you. You, uh, young people enjoyed the, the youth e-retreat. Did you enjoy that? Did you, did you enjoy the word, the teaching? I'll tell you something. Some of, the, some of the things that are preached, they might not have like a significant impact on you right now, but those are seeds which are being planted. You know, God will, will quicken that word one year down the road. You know, that's, that's what God does. I remember when we were back in Africa, high school, just knew in the message, we'd gather around and play the videos of the youth retreat and, you know, have Brother Paula Fontaine preaching and the different ones. And my favorite song was, uh, Barry, did you know? So <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brother Barry, but yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's a privilege, you know, you guys, you get to have the retreat. Other young people out there, out of the country, they can just pass along a CD, you know, they don't have the chance that you have to be able to attend those and to enjoy them. So um, we appreciate the Lord for that. So um, we also want to take this time to pray for uh, the different prayer needs that we have among us. Uh, I know Brother Mitchell mentioned some, and uh, we can never pray enough. So if we can stand at this time and uh, bow our heads for a word of prayer. If you have a need this morning, you can show by raising your hand. If, uh, if, if, if you need it in your heart, we believe that Jesus Christ answers and he hears. He knows your address. He knows your name. He knows everything about you. I don't have a gift of discernment, but I know that Jesus Christ knows everything about you. He knows what you were praying for before you came here. So if we can pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we come to you, Lord Jesus Christ, this morning, Father. Lord God, thanking you, Father, for the year that we had. We had a wonderful year, Lord. Oh God, we had many challenges, but you were able to help us through all the different challenges. For even David says, by my God, I can uh, leap over, over the wall, and by my God, I can, I can overcome all these things. Lord Jesus Christ, you were always our dwelling place from the ages to ages. We are so thankful and so grateful to be here, oh God. After many trials and tribulations that we went through, but we know that nothing can be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us when, Lord God, the last trumpet shall sound. We pray this morning for our brothers and sisters who are sick. Our pastor is not here, Lord. We know it's the devil who is fighting, Lord Jesus Christ, for we had a wonderful time at the youth retreat, and we have been having wonderful times in the Lord, and the enemy is not happy for Lord God, but we know that we have the power to bind the enemy. We have the power in the name of Jesus Christ to bind the mamba, and we pray this morning, oh God, gathering together as your church, as the 
bride of Jesus Christ. Father, we are casting down, oh God, every work of the, of the enemy. We are rebuking the, the COVID. We rebuke the virus. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ that those that are sick may be healed. For we know you said in your word, whatsoever thing you shall agree on, it shall be established in heaven. As a church of God, we are praying for, for, for the believers, those that are sick, those that are home, some are in the hospital, some different parts of the world. Oh God, we are applying the blood of the lamp. For Lord, you said, if I see the blood, I shall pass over you. We are so thankful. Be with us as we begin this service. We commit uh, 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 ourselves into your hands. Be the speaker and also be the hearer of the word. We ask it in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Uh, whilst you are standing, if I can ask you to open your, uh, the Bibles in the book of uh, Psalm, uh, um, Psalm chapter 90, verse 12. The Bible says, um, Psalm chapter 90, verse 12. Thank you, musicians. I uh, really appreciate the musicians that we have. Yeah. Can we give the, the, the Lord a hand of praise? Uh, I once I visited a, a church that did not have musicians, and then I appreciated what a privilege it is to have musicians. So let's read now. We're not going to wait for everyone to turn the scripture because we might be here all day. <laughs> Psalms 90 verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to understanding, to wisdom. You may have your seats. Um, just a few updates on vision books. Uh, we had a wonderful year with Vision Books, and um, we are planning for 2022. We are not going to stop until uh, Jesus Christ comes, because it's a commission that we received. Uh, some people like Vision Books, some don't like it. Some rather we use resources on uh, animal rescue and dog shelter. <laughs> but we would rather put resources in, in missionary work. Praise the Lord. Uh, and so we uh, we uh, we sent uh, about five thousand Shona Church Edge books in Zimbabwe. So these are some of the pictures of the believers that were receiving these books in their native language. It's such a big deal to them, right? Um, it's it's you know such a big deal because being able to receive the, the message. How I came to the Lord, if I didn't tell you, it's somebody gave me the book. That's how I came to the message. So a, a book can mean life and death to someone. So this is in a place called uh, Mutoko. It's in Zimbabwe. It's um, about 100 miles or more from the capital. It's uh, very remote. So the, the, the believers there are so thankful. They send their messages. And, you know, I won't be able to read them here. But uh, thank you so much for your support and for your prayers. The prophet says if you cannot uh, 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 do anything, at least pray or send someone. Praise the Lord. So now we want to talk about uh, a little teaching. I'm, I'll be teaching here just for a short time. Uh, uh, my uh, evangelical license expired yesterday, so I haven't renewed it. So <laughs> I'll be teaching this one. <laughs> so um, maybe we can, I can just back up a little bit and maybe go to verse 1 in Psalms chapter 90. This is the Psalm of Moses, by the way. So I love this Psalm. It's a wonderful Psalm. Um, the prayer of Moses, the, the man of God. The Bible says, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. So Christians, they dwell in Jesus Christ. We don't dwell anywhere else. We dwell in Jesus Christ. In verse 2, he says, before the mountains were brought forth or ever, 
Thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting. Thou art God. Um, and if we jump to verse 9, it says, For our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is old. Uh, the days of our years are three score years and ten. And if I, by reason of strength, they may be four score years. Yet is their strength, labor, and sorrow. For it is soon cut off and we fly away. Verse 11. Who knoweth the power of thine anger, even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. Verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. So to, to, to be able to number the days, it's something that the Lord has to teach you. You won't be able to do it. Everyone that went to school is able to read the calendar. But that's not what the scripture is saying here. You know, if it's just you know, marking the day to say, hey, today is the 2nd of January. Last year was 2020. This year, 2021. This year is 2022. That's not what the Bible was talking about. Because that does not need anyone to teach you. Praise the Lord. But, 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 but what, what the Bible here is talking about is a revelation of what your days are supposed to be. Because we are creatures who exist in time, which is called in the Greek word uh, uh, kairos. You know, but God dwells in eternity. You know, uh, sorry, uh, our time is what is chronos, uh, the chronological time that we have. We are able to look at our watches. We've got all these smart gadgets. But that does not mean that you are able to tell the time and to number the years. It takes the revelation from God for you to know the time. Suppose you are in a forest, right, and someone gives you a compass. It does not help you unless somebody tells you, tells you where you are on the map. Praise the Lord. So you can have the Bible, but you need a prophet to tell you where you are. To tell you where you are coming from, where you are, and where you are going. If I leave you in the middle of a jungle in Africa and, you, and I give you a map, if I don't tell you where you are, it's like when you walk into a mall, they say, hey, you are here. And that's where you start. Somebody has to tell you where you are. So it takes uh, the Holy Spirit to tell you where you are, where you are coming from, where you are going. So, so, so in, in bringing this teaching, you know, there is an approach that God wants for everything. You know, there is an approach for Christmas. There is an approach for Thanksgiving. And then there is an approach for New Year. Because people, you know, like yesterday, everybody will be, you know, some will be drinking, people will be partying, yippee, we have a brand new year. But uh, only God knows what actually a new year means. Praise the Lord. Because we found out with 2021, it was just an extension of 2020. So people who were celebrating, they they were just, you know, wasting their time. Because there was no difference between 2020 and 2021. The only difference is when God does something. Praise the Lord. Okay. So the prophet says here, I don't have this on the slide, but I'm going to read it to you. Um, forgive my accent, but uh, don't worry. Very soon in the rapture, we will be speaking one language. <laughs> Notice the approach to God. God is a way of approach. You know, if you're going to visit a king, there's a way to approach a king. There's a way to approach. Well, make it, some, make it more simpler than that. The boy that wants to approach a young lady to get acquainted with her, there's a certain approach you just come up and say, hey, here, hey there, like to meet you and shake your hand. And she isn't very much of a lady. She'll let you know where, where to get on and off at. All right? There's a, certain way, <laughs> there's a certain way you want to approach it, right? 
You want to come up with a respect to the lady and so forth. So the prophet is saying that there is a way that you have to approach everything. If you want to get married, sometimes, you, you know, you could be praying all night and say, Lord, why am I, why am I not getting, you know, someone? It could be just be your, your approach, right? So the prophet is saying you have to approach it right. So there is an approach that we have to take as we begin the year. And the prophet says, if you start right, you are bo- bound to what? To finish right. If you start wrong, you are bound to finish wrong. If your bullet misses here when you don't zero in your gun, it's going to miss the target. But it, 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 it's how you begin, how you start. Praise the Lord. So the approach is everything. How we begin this year will determine how we're going to finish the year. Otherwise, we'll just be people who are just counting calendar days, 2019, 2020, without really a meaning to it. So we want to bring a meaning to it this morning. Praise the Lord. If you read Psalm chapter 100, verse 1, if you have your Bibles, those that, 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 that bring their Bibles, uh, Psalms 100, verse 1. The Bible says, uh, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, O ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that made us and not we ourselves. We are his people. That's very important. We are his people. Which means that he does what he wants with us. And the sheep of his pasture. Now, I don't want to talk about this because, you know, it might take too much time. We are the sheep of his pasture. Verse 4. Verse 4, I like this verse. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. So if you want to approach the courts of God, if you want to approach the, 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 the there is an approach that you have to do. The Bible is saying that you enter his gates with thanksgiving. You enter his courts with praise. You say, our father who art in heaven, hallowed by thy, by thy name. You approach him with reverence. You approach him with, with, with worship. So as you begin the year, you don't begin it with flourishing, with grumbling. You begin the year with thanksgiving in your heart. You begin the year by coming to church, praising the Lord for what you know, he, he, he has done for you during the year. Some died. We, we lost so many people last year, but you are still here. Guess what? It's, 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 it's a chance for you to praise the Lord. So many people today, they're in different situations, but you are here. Guess what? You have to praise the Lord. But we are living in a time when there's, you know, a lot of uh, people are just, you know, dissatisfied, discontent. People are just, you know, always grumbling and mumbling and, you know, especially here in the first world countries, right? Because, you know, people will be like, oh, somebody took my pew. Hey, there's somebody who doesn't have a pew, by the way. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So God does not like a murmuring spirit. God does not like a grumbling spirit. You will never receive anything from God until you have the right approach. The approach to God is to enter his gates with thanksgiving. Is to enter his courts with praise. When you come to church, it's, you are coming to worship God. You are not coming to inspect. You are not coming to criticize. You are not coming to you know, prove a point. You are just coming to worship God. So there is an approach to everything. So we want to approach this year with the right attitude. Because the challenges are here and challenges are going to be more and more and more. Because that's what the Bible says. The time of rapture is a time of trouble. How many knows that? That's what the Bible says in the book of Psalm. Remember, the prophet, when he, we preached the message, the rapture. 
he was reading from Psalms chapter 91. And he says, in the time of trouble, you shall hide me in your pavilion. So the rapture comes in the time of trouble. The rapture is actually God hiding you from the time of trouble. That shall come upon the earth. That shall come upon all mankind. So things are going to be worse and worse and worse and worse. Even if Trump comes back, things are going to be worse. Even if George Washington rises up, things are going to be bad. Because the scriptures cannot be broken. Praise the Lord. The scripture is more powerful than the vote. The scripture is more powerful than the best economists. They can say, hey, this, this, is, this is transitional. Inflation is transitional. It's not transitional. Nothing is transitionary. Troubles are here to stay. So am I, am I trying to scare you? No. I want you to trust in the Lord. I want you to, to, t- to lift up your heads and look up to God. Because we are living in the time of the rapture. This is the rapture season. This is not the time to be looking around. This is not the time to be trying to, you know, trying to associate with the things. This is the time to look up because our redemption is here. Praise be to God. I'm waiting. I'm, I, I, I am tired of this world, if I can tell you. Even if COVID goes, you know, I'm not happy in this world. I want to go home. I want to be with Jesus. The only time that I have here, you know, I'm trying to testify to the last one, trying to do the best that I can. But I have no hope in this world. Amen. Praise be to God. So, so we read here, the prophet says that it's foolishness. Your brain is foolishness in the uncertain sound. You see, God, because my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts, says the Lord. So God's ways are different from our ways. God's way of looking at the new year at the calendar is different from our way of looking at the calendar. Praise be to God. Let's read, if we read Chronicles chapter 1, verse 12, uh, verse 12, the Bible says, and, we can start from verse 1, uh, should I do that? No, let me save the time. So these are the people that came to David. When David was run away, running away from Saul, he went to the cave of, of Ziklag, right? And then there were different people that came to him, different tribes. There were, there were some that were skillful with the sword. There were some that were skillful with the spear. There were some that were skillful, skillful with the bow and the arrow. And they all came to David. But, but there is no point of having all those different skills unless you have this. And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times. Doesn't mean that everyone didn't have a watch. Everyone had a watch and a calendar. But these men understood the times. So in other words, they understood the, the, the revelation of what God is doing that time. They had a revelation of the season which they were in. Praise be to God. To know what Israel ought to do. The heads of them were 200 and all their brethren were at their commandment. Praise the Lord. So what did these men of Issachar know? Right? If you, if you read down, the Bible says, And these men of war that could keep rank, right, came, came with a perfect heart to Hebron to make David king over all Israel. So the men of Issachar, they knew that it was the time to make David the king. So when the Bible says they knew what Israel was supposed to do, so they knew that it was the time to make Israel the king. Praise the Lord. 
And I want to tell you as we are uh, beginning this year that we are in the time of making Jesus Christ the king. We are in the time of not crowning a man, not crowning a denomination, not, you know, trying to follow a certain sect. But we are in the time when Jesus Christ is coming to take his throne. Praise be to God. That's why we are here to glorify Jesus in our hearts. That's the time that we are living in. Let's read. If we read Second uh, Kings chapter 5, verse 26, the Bible says, this is the story of Naaman when God uh, healed Naaman and he brought gifts. He brought gifts unto Elisha. And Elisha says, no, I don't want gifts, right? Uh, I, I'm not going to accept these gifts. And the Bible says here, and then Gehaz, the servant of Elisha, he thought he had a better revelation than, 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 than Elisha. And there's always a problem because Jesus Christ said there is no servant who is greater than his master. Whenever you, you think you know better than the prophet, you, you need to take it easy. Whenever you think you know better than you, the Bible, then you, you need to be very careful. And whenever you think, young man, that you know better than your parents, then you need to be very careful. Whenever you think that you know better than your mom, then you are going to have problems. Because that's just how God operates. Praise God. And whenever you think you know better than the pastor, you might also have a problem. Because that's how God operates. Praise the Lord. So Gehaz, he thought he knew better than his master. And he went after Naaman. And, and now when, when he came back, right? Because, you know, because he, when he came back, and, I mean, it troubled Gehaz. Because Naaman, he came with all sorts of gifts. He came, I mean, he had you know, gift cards, you know, Apple gift cards. I'm talking about the best restaurants in New York. Those are the gift cards that he had. Praise the Lord. And Gehaz looked at that and was like, oh boy, that's an Airbnb gift card right there. Praise the Lord. That's a trip to, to, to Switzerland. And Elisha says, no, I don't want these gifts. Gehaz must have gone, gone come on, man. This is a once in a lifetime trip to Norway. But that was not the will of God. Sometimes God says yes, sometimes God says no. So, he, <laughs> he, he went and, he, and then when Naaman was on his way, he went and said, Hey, listen, uh, uh, the, the prophet actually changed his mind. If maybe you can, you can give me those gifts, you know, because it was too much for him. And I want to tell you that God does not change his mind. So now Elisha said to him, when he came back, uh, where were you, Gehaz? And now he thought he could lie to the man of God. He said, ah, well, I was just around here, just cutting the grass. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I wasn't doing much, you know. I was just around doing, you know, just taking a walk, trying to, you know, you know uh, exercise. And Elisha looked at him and said, uh, went not my heart with thee? When the man turned again from his chariot to meet thee, he says, my spirit went with you. And, and here Elisha says, is it a time to receive money and to receive garments and, 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 and olive yards and sheep and oxen and men servants and maid servants? The, prophet, the, the leprosy therefore of Naaman shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went out of his presence a leper as white as snow. So, so his problem the, the problem that Elisha found with him was not getting the timing right. He said, is it the time to be receiving gifts? So there's nothing wrong with receiving gifts, right? 
But Elisha was saying, this is not the time of receiving gifts. So in other words, the, uh, the spirit of Elijah, the spirit of Elisha, it's a spirit which is sensitive to time. That's why it comes in the last days where God says, when, when he shall begin to sound, time shall be no more. In other words, time is finished. Whenever you see Elijah on the scene, you need to be looking at your spiritual clock. Hallelujah. When the prophet saw uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, um, Kennedy rising in the primary elections. He said, it's now time for me to preach the seven church ages. Because, you know, he was looking at events, right? When you see, you know, uh, 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 the rise of, 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 of all these things that are happening in the world, it's, it's a sign to you, you know, actually, it's time for us to go home. It's not, it's not the time for you to be fighting and lobbying and, you know, trying to, it's time for us to be getting ready for the rapture. Praise be to God. When you see people saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm actually a man, but I'm actually a woman. And a woman says, I'm actually a man. Then you know that you know, people are losing their mind. And, it, it, and it's probably time to get out of here. Praise be to God. So let's read here Matthew chapter 16, verse 1 to 4. I'm just laying a background, right? Uh, you will get uh, what I mean here. The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and tempting and desiring him that he should show them a sign from heaven. So they came to Jesus and said, hey, show us a sign from heaven. Remember, Paul says the Greeks look for wisdom and the Jews look for what? For signs, right? That's what Paul says. And it has never changed. There are people who come to church to look for signs. And then there are people who come to church to look for wisdom like the Greeks. So these things are spirits. You read them, but it does not mean that this spirit is dead. There are people who are looking for wisdom. Give us a revelation. Tell us about this. Tell us about this. They are always looking for things. And then there are people who are always looking for signs. We want a miracle. We want this. All those things are fine, but you don't come, you don't go looking for them. You want to come looking for Jesus. If he shows a sign, that's up to him. If he does a miracle, that's up to him. Miracle or no miracle, I love him. Mystery or no mystery, I love him all the same. But they wanted a sign because they are Jews. Give us a sign. Are you the Messiah? Give us a sign. And he answered and said unto them, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather. For the sky is red, right? These people had, you know, aqua that they could tell that actually it's gonna have, we're going to have a storm. Uh, this is going to happen. And, and in the morning, it will be fair weather today. For the sky is red and lowering. Oh, ye hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the time. So people knew everything about weather forecast, about the calendar. You know, like right now, you know, we launched a, 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 something to space. I can't remember the name. It's a very fancy machine, billions of dollars, because they want to study the galaxies. They want to study life, you know, one, one million years ago. But they cannot study that the coming of the Lord is at hand. Praise God. They don't look at, you know, the climate change. You see, you know, fish raining in Texas. That's very strange. That should tell you that the coming of the Lord is at hand. But now they are trying to save the planet. It does not work. Even if everyone has a Tesla, it's, gonna, it's not going to save the world. You cannot save the earth without saving the man. Because the earth was cursed when, when Adam fell. The only way to restore the earth is to restore Adam. Praise be to God. You cannot be a sodomite and want to save the earth. It doesn't work like that. Because when when the world becomes more and more sodom, 
that, that, that's how the earth is cursed more and more. So it does not make sense. You can become a climate activist. It will never serve, save the planet. The only way that will save the planet is Romans chapter 8. For the earnest expectation waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. The earth is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. That's how the earth is going to be released. That's how nature is going to be redeemed. That's how the fish of the sea are going to be free. That's how the birds are going to be free. The manifestation of the sons of God. And this is the time that we are living in. The time of the manifestation of the sons of God. Not church members, the sons of God. Hallelujah. Because the earth is title deeds. And these title deeds, when Adam sinned, they went back to God. Praise be to God. But when Jesus Christ died, he took back the title deeds. And he comes at the end of the ages. And he brings back the title deeds back to the sons of God. So when we, by the opening of the seals, when we have our position, when we take back the word, when we are restored back, when we are adopted back as the full sons of God that have got the redemption right, then the earth is also released. Praise be to God. You can read about this in, in the sixth seal. The sixth seal, it's a seal that releases Israel from its sins. It's a seal that, 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 that deals with the foolish virgins. It's a seal that deals with the earth. So these three things are saved under the sixth seal. They are not saved. The earth is not saved in the Paris Agreement. It's not saved in, in UK. It's saved by the word of God. And there is nothing that can save mankind outside of the word of God. Praise be to God. So these Pharisees, they, they could design the time. They could have all these machines. They could, you know, have, they have the space stations. But they could not, they did not have a revelation of the time that they are living in. Praise be to God. So Ecclesiastes, I like the book of Ecclesiastes. If you are a young man, if you are a young lady, read Ecclesiastes. Read Proverbs. You will find wisdom. Praise God. God speaks through wisdom. God speaks through, you know, different things. But I, I find the book of Proverbs. It was my friend when I was, you know, in high school, in college. I, I, I could just, you know, seeing the Proverbs. I loved the Proverbs so much. And, you know, so here Ecclesiastes says, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heavens. So heaven exists in eternity, but under the heavens, we exist in time. So time, according to the word of God, is seasons. And season is purpose. What is one year? One year is four seasons, right? Uh, winter, summer, autumn. I know here in America, you call it four because you're American. <laughs> and, you know, and spring, right? These are four seasons, no matter how intelligent you are, if you don't follow the seasons, you're going to have a problem. If it's time for winter, you have to have a sweater. If you don't have it, you're going to freeze, right? If it's time for spring, it's time for fall, the leaves are going to fall down. Even no matter what you do, the leaves are going to fall down. Because it's time for, for the fall, right? So, so a season brings a purpose of God. Hallelujah. So, so, so when we say 2020, 2020, 2021, and people are like, 2020 is, is going to be the year of this, 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 and this. That's fine, but unless God reveals it to you, it's not going to help you. Because God created time 
to, have, to mark seasons, and he created seasons to mark a purpose. So, God looks at time by purpose. God does not look at time by clock. Hallelujah. God does not look at time by saying, okay, today is, 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 is one, uh, two, uh, 1 January uh, 2022. Let me, let me do this. No. God says this is the time of Elijah. This is the time of Ezekiel. God looks at time by purpose. And if you are not fulfilling God's purpose, you are wasting God's time. Hallelujah. When you come to the end of the road, God is not going to be is not going to be looking at how long you lived the earth. He's going to look at what purpose have you filled out. Praise be to God. People, you know, are trying to say, if only I can, I can live to 100. You know, it, it, it's fine, but that doesn't really mean anything. What means something is purpose. What did you do in 2020? Did you testify to your neighbor? Did you pray to God? Did you go on the mission field? Did you do something? Were you a good mother? Did you, did you teach your children the Bible? That's what God looks at. Not, you know, a Gregorian calendar days. He looks at purpose. Praise God. So here the prophet says on that day of on Calvary. Now the first thing I want to say in, in Jesus is Jesus never lived for himself. His life was spent for others. That's perfectly eternal life. When you say you go to church and you do good things, that's fine. But when you live your life to yourself, you have an eternal life. Eternal life is living for others. So when you begin to live for other people, you are no longer living in time. The calendar does not mean anything. When you are living for others, you are now living in eternity. Praise be to God. So it does not matter to you whether it's 2019, 2020, 2021. You are in the will of God. Because you are living for other people. This is what you know, the, the, the prophet is saying. It proved it when, when it came in the lamp of God. He lived and had an eternal life because he did not live for himself. He lived for others. And you receive eternal life by receiving that day. And you don't live for yourself no more. You live for other people. Praise God. Remembering the Lord, the prophet says, Your work only reflects you. And God's creation reflects God. And God made everything for a purpose. So God has a purpose for 2022. God has a purpose for for everyone for this season. And what we need to thrive to do is to find God's purpose first. And then we build everything around God's purpose. I remember back in the day... the first thing that comes to my mind before, you know, I think about getting a job, I, the first thing is, where is the church, right? And if I know, okay, the, my, the church, my church is going to be at this place, then all the decisions are going to be affected by that first decision. Where am, where am I going to work is going to be de- determined by where my church is, right? So you start with God. That's, you, that's how you pivot. You say, God is here, right? This is my church. This is where I want to take my family. Therefore, I'm going to look for a job here. You don't start by, it doesn't work like that. You know, you have to pivot. You don't start by looking for a job and say, what about church? And then things don't work like that. And then you come here and say, Brother Aaron, pray for me. You know, I cannot help you, but you have to, you have to rewind. You start with God and then everything. What? You build everything around that. That's the first decision that you do. When Abraham would come to a place, he would build an altar unto the Lord. That's the first thing that he did. 
You, 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 when Jacob, you come to Bethel, whatever you do. If you read the Bible, they came, they came to a place called Gilgal. And, they, you know, God rose away. Uh, they reproached. They, 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 you know, they keep the Passover. And, you know, they came out to another place. That, that's just how it works. You start by God. You start the year by God. You don't start the year by drinking wine and flourishing. You start the year reverently. You start the year, the Bible says, commit your ways unto the Lord and he shall establish you. You don't start, you don't come to June, August, and you start to invite God in your plans and say, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm having a, a dumpster fire, I'm having a problem. Things don't work like that. You start with God and you finish with God. God is not an Iran boy. Where you say, you know, you just ignore him and then in the midst of the hair you have a problem. Be like, ah, by the way, I think there's God. Jesus, can you come and save me? He's not going to show up there. Sometimes he shows up because he loves us, but that's not right. We want to begin the year with him. We want to, you know, gather the family together, read scriptures, pray, commit. You know, people think that in the message we don't believe in planning. We believe in planning, right? We, we, we don't believe in resolutions, spiritual resolutions. I'm going to stop, you know, uh, uh, smoking cigarettes. If you have a problem with cigarettes, God can save you now. You, do, you don't have to have a resolution. That's what the, but planning, there's no problem in planning, but you bring your plans unto the Lord. And, and the Bible says, you must say, if the Lord is willing. So you, you have plans, but you commit them to God. You don't have plans and you start off and then you want to bring God in the middle. It doesn't work like that. So, for every, so God made everything for a purpose and everything that serves God's purpose, when it dies, it has a resurrection. So a resurrection is based on purpose. Praise God. This is a principle. A resurrection is raised on purpose. And remember the prophet before, he would pray for someone. If he's not a believer, he would say, why do you want God to heal you? And he says, do you promise to save God if he heals you? And the man will say, yes, yes, Brother Branham. And then God heals them. They get baptized. God does not waste his energy. By the way, God is a, is a very smart investor. You say, God, if only you can give me a gift of sin. For what? When God gives you a gift, it's for a purpose. And God is going to ask for results. God is going to ask for, for returns, for dividends. If you read the parable of the talents, right? You say, Lord, I want, I want a nice car. For what? There has to be a purpose. Lord, I want a wife. For what? God is not moved by elements. He's moved by purpose. That's why many times when people are in trouble, they make a deal with God. Lord, if you bring me out of here, I'll save you. And actually, you know, God helps them. Why? Because God is moved by purpose. Lord, if, remember Brother Brunner when he was in hell, when he was 14 years old, said, Lord, forgive me. Lord, I never committed a doubt. It never, it never moved God. He said, Lord, if you bring me back, I will serve you. Said, okay, fine. We have a deal. Because God is an investor. He is, I don't know, a million, billion times smarter than, you know, uh, the, the, the best, you know, invest, investors that we have on the stock market. Praise God. So God works with a purpose. Therefore, he said, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. So, you can redeem time. I know in the world they say lost time cannot be recovered. You can recover it. 
That's what the scripture says. You can actually redeem lost time. Because the reason why in our, in our natural lives we say you cannot redeem time is because of the way we look at time. Remember, we read an Ecclesiastes and we say time to God is what is purpose. So when you, when you perform God's purpose, you actually redeem time. Because God looks at purpose. But in the world, we say lost time can never be recovered. But in, in the Bible, you can redeem time. So what is to redeem it comes from this Greek word. And I'm not going to you know, try to <laughs> pronounce it. But to redeem is like, you know, from the Greek word, it means exagaz or whatever it is. Which means, it's a compound. Which means to buy a slave back from the market to free him, right? To rescue him. So, so you can actually redeem time. You, you, you lost time in the world when you were drinking. You lost time in the world when you were smoking. You lost time in the world when you were playing video games. You lost time. But when you start to do God's will, you are actually redeeming that time that you lost. God is not going to count all the years that you have lost. God is going to count what you did. Praise God. That's how you, you redeem the time. Remember the other time we spoke about this guy. His name was Onismas from the book of Philemon. You know, and Paul is saying now, uh, he, this guy, I'm sending him to you, Philemon. He was at some point useless, but now he is useful. Because the word Onismas, it means uh, 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 useful, right? So, so this guy, he actually redeemed his, himself. At some point, the Bible says he was useless. But at a certain point, when Paul was sending him back to, to, to Colossae by the letter, he said, now he is becoming useful in the gospel. So he redeemed his old estate by finding the will of God. So we redeem time by finding God's purpose in our lives. Praise God. Exodus chapter 12, verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. So God did not say, hey, the calendar is, is, is June today. God is saying, this month is going to be the beginning of months to you. So this is the time when they were about to have the Passover. So God is saying, your calendar begins with the Passover. Your calendar does not begin by January, February, March, April. It begins with the Passover. So if you are a human being, before you are, receive Jesus Christ, you are non-existent. But your calendar begins when you meet Jesus Christ. Your time begins when you actually meet God. Before you meet God, you are just, I mean, it's just darkness. And an unbeliever would come on the prayer line. Brother Ram says, you're not a believer. I just see darkness. You're pitch, pitch black. I just see darkness. There's nothing there. But the moment you meet God, the moment God, you know, is, you are born again, you receive the Holy Ghost, and he sets you in your purpose, that's when your calendar starts. So God is actually marking their calendar for them. And he says, this is to you. The world may have their own calendars, but to you. This shall be unto you the beginning of the month. Hallelujah. This was, you know, this was, it was their calendar. The, the, the calendar of Israel was marked by feasts. I don't have time to get into, into the details, but you know they had seven feasts, right? From Passover up until Tabernacles, right? From the cross to the millennium. So their, the most significant thing about their calendar was the feast of the Lord. 
So what, what God looked at, this is the mindset which the, God wanted his people to have, was not to look at time chronologically, but to look at time in relationship to the feast of the Lord. They would look at the moon, right, in the, in the time of spring, which is April, which is the month of Habib, right? And they would know that this is the time of the Passover. And after the Passover, we have the unleavened bread. After the unleavened bread, we have the, 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 the sheaf wave, and so on and so on and so on. So time is purpose, and time is fulfilling what God wants. Hallelujah. Praise God. Speak unto, unto, unto the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth month of this month, you shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. So it was a time of the token. When, you, when the token is applied, that's the beginning of years. And I want to tell you, young man, young woman, whoever you are, brother, my sister, until Jesus Christ is in your heart, you are not living life. You might have all the best trips in the world and put them on Instagram. That means nothing. You begin to live when Jesus Christ comes in your heart. If you read Exodus chapter 9, on the seventh plague, which was hell, the Bible says, and the flax and the barley was smitten, for the barley was in the ear. Right? So, so, so the seventh plague, it's, it's the crops, you know, the barley was, the barley was a sign which... They knew that the Passover is actually beginning, right? So if the barley is actually in the ear, like it's not yet, it's, it's ripe, but yet it's not yet ripe for, for reaping, that's when the priest would mark that we are actually, I mean, after 14 days, we have our Passover. So here, God is giving you a sign that the hell, it destroyed the barley and the flax because it was in the ear. But the wheat and the rice were not smitten, for they were not grown up, right? So, 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 so the time, it coincides with the time of the barley harvest. Remember, Ruth came back to Moab in the time of, of the barley harvest. Praise God. Because the harvest, it talks about the harvest of the souls of men. It's not, God is not talking about wheat and barley. The wheat and barley is you and me. Praise God. So, so, so both Jesus Christ said the harvest is the end of the earth. The field is the world. So, 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 so time, it has to coincide with the crops. Hallelujah. So the Passover is marked when, 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 when the first crop that would rise, that would ripe in Israel was barley. So that would, mark, that would mark the Passover. Why? Because after the third feast, they had to have a sheave wave. And the sheave wave had to be barley. So God... When he's looking at time, when he's looking at the world, he's looking at you and me. Are you ripe? Are you mature? Brother Stephen, he, he was preaching about maturity at the youth meeting. And I, I thought that was wonderful. Because God has to harvest a mature bride. God has to harvest mature wheat. Because if it is not mature, then it cannot be harvested. So this is the season of maturity. Because it is the season of the rapture. So the barley and the wheat, they mark the feast of the Lord. The believers, they mark, hallelujah, the calendar of the Lord. It's the time for mature. Because the world is maturing. Sin is maturing. What you are seeing in the world is the maturing of the seeds that were planted back there. And also in contrast, the church also has to mature. 
That's why the Bible says, he that shall be ashamed of me in an evil and adulterous generation, I shall be ashamed of him before my father. In other words, if someone is not ashamed to, to say I'm a woman if they are a man, why should you be ashamed of a long dress? If someone is not ashamed to say, hey, hey I, I am, you know, I can't even pronounce some of the things. Why should you be ashamed of your religion? Hallelujah. So when the world is maturing, the church has to mature at the same time. Praise be to God. That's how the calendar of God works. What time is it? It's not 2021. It's the time of the rapture. What season is it? It's the season of maturity. It's the season of God elevating his church. When you come here for service after service, dinner after dinner, God is trying to bring you to a maturity. When you're coming to Sunday school, God wants to bring you to a maturity. Because you cannot be, you know, in the Old Testament, there were things that would disqualify you from being a priest. You know, one of them was like being a dwarf, right? I, I don't say this to disrespect, disrespect the, you know, the dwarf people, but I'm just preaching scripture. You know, a dwarf is, you can feed them whatever you want, but they will never grow. They never, that's a type of believers that come to church, they never grow. And God disqualified that from being a priest in the Old Testament. It is a type, right? Why? Because we are kings and priests, right? You cannot just be, you know, grade one, year after year, 2019, 2010, we are in the same grade. I think you're probably in the special class. You know, failing basic things. Don't speak bad about, you know, somebody else. Don't have a grudge against you. But those are basic things. So you have to grow out of those things. Just, you know, growing up, coming to maturity. That's what God is expecting. Praise be to God. Having made known unto us Ephesians chapter 1 verse 9. I love Ephesians. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will. According to his good pleasure which he hath purposed in himself. So God purposed it in himself. That in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven, which are on earth, even in him. So this dispensation is actually called the dispensation of the fullness of time. This is the dispensation that we are living in. That's what the prophet says in adoption. It's the dispensation of the fullness of time. Because remember, the seventh seal, it finishes everything. It finishes everything. The Bible says all the mystery of God will be finished. After the seventh seal, there is nothing. Everything is about finished. Denominations are finished. They will never rise a new denomination. But what's going to happen? They're just going to come together. You know, the Catholics, everything, they're going to come together. There is not going to be another movement. What God is going to do is going to gather the bride. So we are living in the time, in the dispensation of the fullness of time. God waits for a fullness of time to do something. Remember, Abraham, God told Abraham, I'm gonna, your, your children are going to be in, a, in the land of Egypt. But when the cup of the Amorites is full, I'm going to bring them back. So there's a time where the cup of the Amorites is full, which is the time that we are living in, the way people are blaspheming God, the way the world is becoming more and more Sodom. It's actually filling the cup of the Amorites. And, and, and why? Because we are in the dispensation of the fullness of time. Praise God. Let's continue reading here. That in the dispensation of the fullness of time, I think I read this one. 
adoption, the prophet says, that in the dispensation, dot, dot, dot. Oh my, here we come again. Dispensation of the fullness of time. Do you believe in dispensations? The Bible says so. In the dispensation of the fullness of time. What is the fullness of time? There's been a, a dispensation of, well, Mosaic law, John the Baptist, and so on. So the prophet said, there was a dispensation of Christ, there was a dispensation of the church organization, dispensation of fullness of times. He might gather together in one, all things. So the prophet was preaching adoption, and he's saying, we are in the time of adoption. That's God fulfilling everything. This is the time that Paul was talking about when he says, the creature is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. Hallelujah. Let's, rec- let's, read, uh, let's turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 18. I've, I've, I've mentioned this scripture before, but I think it's just nice to read it together. For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the next expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willing, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. So the, the world was subjected in hope that one day the sons of God are going to come up and they are going to be restored back to God and then they are going to be released. So what am I saying now as we begin the year? As we begin the year, number one, let's begin right. Let's begin with God. Number two, let's focus on our purpose. If you are a special singer, sing with all your heart. If you are a deacon, deacon with all your heart. If you are a trustee, whatever you are doing for the Lord, let's do it with all our hearts. Let's, 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 let's zero in our, our guns, everything on the, on, on the purpose of God. Because time is no more. Time is finished, praise God. We are living in extra time. We are living in borrowed time. The world, you know, they don't even know what is happening. They're just celebrating, oh, 2021, 2022, and then, you know, and then we wait for another 12 months. Oh, 2023, it's just vain. But we have to look back and say, Lord, I thank you for what you helped me to achieve in 2021. I'm looking forward to more. It's a time for us to be praying more and more. Diseases and afflictions are going to get more and more. Troubles are going to be more and more. Financial hardships are going to be more and more. But the Bible says, in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. Remember, Isaiah says, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness shall cover the people. But unto you, arise and shine, because your light has come. Unto the bride, shalom. Unto the world, darkness and gross darkness. But unto the church of God, arise and shine, because your light has come. Arise and shine, because your theophany has come. Arise and shine because the Holy Ghost has come. Praise be to God. Remember the Bible says in the book of Joel. It says in one month I'm going to give you the former rain and the latter rain. In one month. Remember in the days of the prophet there came a movement in you know, Tennessee, North Carolina here. People were saying ah, this is the latter rain movement because people were speaking in tongues. But Abraham said that's wrong. Because you can never have latter rain unless you have the former rain. So the prophet had to come, the Brother Branham, Oro, Robert, Billy Graham, you know these things from spoken with his original seed. And they had to plant the word. And when they planted the word, the prophet says, I have planted the word. Now we are going to have a later, a, a later rain. And he says in the church ages, the later rain is the rapturing faith. So that's the season that we are living in. The season of rapturing faith. But you cannot have rapturing faith unless you have the, the, the former rain. 
And the former rain is in the Hebrew word mure, which means that it's a teaching rain. If you're a young man, if you're a young, if you're a young woman, it does not help you to come to camp year after year unless you've spent time reading the spoken word. Unless you spend time reading your Bible. Unless you spend time listening to the tape. Because you can, even if you have a, a, a harvesting rain, if there's no seed, there's not going to be any harvest. But we have to have a planting time and we have to have a harvest time. Praise be to God. When you, when you listen to the spoken word every day of your life, you have to listen to the tape. But if you are spending your time on video games, you are sowing the wind and what, what are you going to reap? The wild wind. If you're, you know, if you're just spending your time on, on, on TikTok, just looking at nonsense, it's just pure nonsense. It's just nonsense. Let me repeat this. Spend your time in the word of God. Are we saying you shouldn't have fun? Yes, you should, right? Responsible fun. But make sure that you are spending time in the word. Because the, your, your parents are not going to do it for you. The pastor is not going to do it for you. Nobody's going to come and do it for you. You, can, you don't have to, you just live any kind of life and then at the end of the year I'm going to go to winter camp. That's not going to save you. You, be, you have to be reading the word. When you come to church and we bring the atmosphere, then the Holy Ghost can quicken that word in your heart. Praise be to God. Because remember, you can put an egg under a, under a dog, right? Under a puppy. It will still hatch. Because it has to have the atmosphere. So, the pup is not responsible for putting the seed. It's only responsible for bringing an atmosphere. So when you come to church, our responsibility is to preach the word, but it's also to bring an atmosphere. This is why I don't believe people can stay at home and be the same Christians. It's just, it just doesn't work because it's not in the Bible. You have to have the right kind of atmosphere. For children to be born, for anything to be born, it requires an atmosphere. Praise God. If you go to the club, there's an atmosphere. First of all, there's no clock because you, you, you don't have to look at the time. You just have to be, you know, keep, keep drinking and drinking. That's the atmosphere which they create. And then you don't find bright lights. It's just all kinds of darkness and, you know, green, yellow, all these things. Because that's the atmosphere for demons. Right? They want you to be drinking your way to hell. When you, when you walk in the grocery store, they just put the right kind of music up until you just want to grab everything and throw it in the cart. They are creating an, a shopping atmosphere. Hallelujah. If you go to a fancy restaurant, they have someone playing the piano so that you just want to, you know, just relax and eat and, you know, have all the nice desserts and everything. They are making an atmosphere. When you come to church, we have the musicians, Brother Peter, Brother Matt. You know, we sing, we bring in atmosphere. And then when there's a seat there, you receive the Holy Ghost. But you can't sit with your children at home and expect them to live a victorious life. Things don't work like that. You cannot use technology for everything. Unfortunately, you have to go come God's way. Praise be to God. The eunuch was reading Isaiah and he didn't understand. And God had to ship, he had to, to transport Philip. By the miraculous, and Philip disappeared, and he spoke to the eunuch. God would have said, hey, let's do it remotely. It doesn't work like that. If Philip had to be there. So you have to come. As we are coming to 2022, can we agree? It's a year of coming to church, friends. I mean, the pandemic has, we will go on, and we will go on. We, get, we can't be staying with kids at home. People were not built for this. 
You see why young people are losing their minds? Because they were not meant to be at home, they not go to school. That's not how a human being was made. You wonder why people can't overcome? It's because you're not meant to be just sitting at home playing video games. You need to be physical. Go out there, cut the grass, do something. Because that's how your body was made for. You were not made to miss church. You were made to come to church and sing and worship and pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't believe in the you know, technology where you, you think technology will solve everything. It will not solve everything. In fact, technology, if anything, it, it actually kills thing, people. Because the science always kills. Am I saying let's not use technology? No, by all means. Look, I have you know, my iPad here and I love it. But there's a limit to technology. We have to have the word of God. Let's start right. Let's finish right. Let's ripen. Let's ripen under the sun. We are in the time of the harvest. The wheat has to be golden brown. How can it ripen at home? You are, you are, you are, you are streaming at home and then the cat is running you know, all over the place and the dog is barking and then you go to the kitchen. It's not, it's not the same. It's not the same. You come here, you never take it for granted. You, have, you enjoy the blessedness of the atmosphere. And if you, have, if, you have, if you have kids, you are not coming to church, you are doing them a disservice. Praise God. And God will hold you responsible. We say, Brother Aaron, are you trying to uh, uh, bring fear upon the people? No, I'm just responsible for preaching the word. I know some people cannot come for different uh, reasons. I understand that. You know, that's not what I mean. But I'm saying, friends, let's not get you know, the American culture. Let's have a Bible culture. We are Christians. You know, people don't want, you know, <laughs> I don't understand you know, everything. That's why people are dying, right? You know, they want everything easy. Things don't work like that. You know, you want your food delivered at your door. You want Amazon to give you everything. You want, you want your religion to be at your door. And you want God to come at your door. Things don't work like that. That will only kill you. It will only kill you. Things don't work. You need to wake up in the morning, take a walk. You know, that's what your body was meant to do. You need to sweat. It's, it's normal to sweat. It's healthy. You need to sweat once in a while. You can't live a life where for one year you don't even remember the last time you were sweating. If you know, just know that you are dying. You know, you might be advanced, but you are dying. <laughs> Praise God. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that, but anyway. <laughs> now in the dispensation of, we, we now is the dispensation of adoption. What the world is waiting, groaning, and when the fullness of time comes, when the dispensation of the fullness of time, what is that fullness of time? Praise God. The prophet says, when the dead rises, when sickness ceases, when, when all the earth ceases to ground, the fullness of the dispensation of time. That's what we are, friends. We are living in a time where God is fulfilling his word. What is happening in the world, it's not by mistake. It's God who is allowing it. That's what you must understand. What is happening? God is always in control. Who hardened the, the heart of Pharaoh? It was God. God is the one that does things. You know, who put Biden? It's God. You might not like it, but it's God. He's fulfilling his word. That's what God does. But don't get bottled down in you know, the world and you know, little things. Have, you know, overview of where we are coming from, where we have a bigger picture. What, 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 are you, what are you doing in 22? We are serving God. If there's a time, friends, that we have, we had to be serious in serving God, it's this time. Like I said last time, 
the pandemic, you would think that churches would fill up. You would think that people could wake up. Actually, people are becoming worse and worse. You would think that people would be more sincere. But no, it's actually the opposite. People are just becoming more and more hardened and caloused in their hearts. Praise God. We want their hearts to be tender. And you, you, you wonder why people don't want to come to church, people don't want to do things, because a human being now, there's just all kinds of voices, all kinds of things happening out there that harden people's hearts. And you know why TikTok has become so popular? I was reading a, a research paper. Because, you see, it, it, they give you very short videos. Because human beings, the attention span for human beings has become very short. Right? So if, 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 if you send someone a two-page letter, they're not going to read it. I can tell you that they're not going to read it unless it's something very, very important. Because people, their attention span has become very short. People have lost patience virtually. So, so, so that's how TikTok, TikTok managed to, you know, to, to become more and more popular. Because they just give you a one-minute video and you are, and, and you are laughing. You know, and then you see that. But when you come to church and then someone preaches, if they are going a little over one hour, you just switch off. Because that's just how things are. But whilst you can do that with a lot of things, but with God, it does not work like that. Sometimes you, sometimes you have to pray for one hour. Sometimes you have to pray for two hours. Sometimes you have to pray all night until something happens. I mean, you, you can have, you know, all the conveniences you have with the world, but with God, you have to come God's way. I'm not trying to make things hard, but I want us to have the right approach and the right attitude as we get into 2022. The world is here. The bride is here. Praise be to God. The world is in a confusion. Don't get into the confusion of the world. Stay in the light. The Bible says, walk in the light and you shall not have darkness. What did the Bible say about Isaiah? In in Isaiah, it says, watchmen what of the night? He says, the morning cometh, the night cometh, and the, the morning cometh, and the night also. The rapture is here, but there is also darkness. The rapture is here, but there is also, you know, instability, political, you know, economic, everything. Then the, the night cometh, the morning cometh, and the night also. So what you do, do you focus on the morning, and then you take your eyes away from darkness. Praise God. Let me read my last scriptures here. My time is up. My God. I... And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it. So Jesus Christ, he went towards Jerusalem, and you would, you would expect that he would be happy. You say, hey, I'm in Jerusalem, the capital of Israel. But the Bible says he wept over it. Like, literally, there are times when God weeps at people. You see, that's why you have got lamentations in the Bible. It's a situation where God wants to help you, but he cannot help you because he has his principles. Because God is restricted by his word. He's the only king that abides by his constitution. He abides by his word. So he he looked, that's why, unbelief does not hinder God. Unbelief destroys the unbeliever. It, It does not stop God's program. It actually destroys you. When you leave the message and you go on the internet and you say, ah, the message is a cow, all this, that's not going to affect God. God will just look at you and actually weep. Because if you read the Old Testament, the Bible, you will hear that, you know, Ezekiel, he looked at Syria and he wept over it. 
Jeremiah, he saw Israel and he wept. Because the prophets of God would be looking at the future, would be looking at the end, and they weep. When God looks at, 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 at the attitude of the people toward the word, toward the message, and he looks at their end, he weeps. Praise be to God. What, when, when the prophet was in, was in Los Angeles, he said, I feel in my heart the teardrops of warning. Before we had all the craziness we have in California, the prophet was looking at, through the corridors of time. And he was weeping over the country. He was weeping over the nation. The prophet does not look at what is happening today. He looks at what happens at the end. Because remember, God is the Alpha and he's the Omega. God is the beginning and God is the end. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. So as the year begins, we want to begin with God. We want to have God as our Alpha. We want God to start with God and to end with God. Hallelujah. So Jesus was weeping over the city. And tonight, today, this afternoon, God looks at America. He weeps weeps over it. God looks at North North Carolina. He weeps over it. And there's nothing that he can do. And he began to, he wept over it, saying, If thou hadst known, even thou, at least in this thy day, if you knew the time. Remember, he said to the Samaritan woman, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that is talking to you, brother, the lack of revelation is such a pathetic thing. It's such a pitiful thing that Jesus Christ had to weep. And says, if only you had known, at least in this thy day, the things that, that belong unto thy peace. So the message is not here to oppress you. It's come here to give you peace. In the time of trouble, it will hide you in the pavilion. In the time of, 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 of tribulation, it will hide you in the, in the pavilion. He says, if only you knew the things which belonged to your peace, but now they are hid from your eyes. The Bible says, for the days shall come upon thee, that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee, and compass thee round, and keep thee in on every side. So the prophet, Jesus is saying, the enemy is going to come and encompass Jerusalem, because she did not know the day that she was living in. She did not recognize the day and its message. She did not recognize the season that she was living under. Because remember, God works with times and God works with season. If it is a season of the rapture, all the events, God makes the condition for the rapture. If if it's a woman's season to give birth, There's a spirit that comes upon her. There's an atmosphere that comes upon her. There's an appetite that she develops. Why? Because she is in that season. And the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, it says, as soon as Zion traveled, she brought forth her children. In other words, the prophet talking about the 144,000. He was saying that Israel traveled. She, She traveled in prayer and she brought forth children. And we as a church, it's a time for us to travail. Remember, if you, if you read uh, uh, Ezekiel chapter 9, let me just jump to that as my last scripture. Ezekiel chapter, chapter 9, I hope it is, it is, I think. Where is Ezekiel chapter 9? All right, here it is. The Bible says, um, this is the vision of Ezekiel chapter 9 verse 1. He, he cried in my ears with a loud voice saying, cause them that have charge over the city to draw near every man with a destroying weapon in his hand. 
And behold, six men came from the way of the higher gate, which lieth forward towards the north, every man a slaughter weapon in his hand. And one man among them was clothed with linen. There was one with linen. And remember, linen, Revelations, it represents the Holy Ghost. Because the Bible says the, the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. With a writer's inkhorn by his side. And they went in and stood beside the brazen altar. The, the brazen altar is the altar of judgment, which is the sea of glass, you know, or the, the, the brazen lava in the Old Testament. Verse 3, And the glory of God of Israel was gone from the cherub, where we, whereupon he was to the threshold of the house, and he called of the man clothed with linen, which had the writer's ink on by his side. And the Lord said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, set a mark upon the foreheads of men, that sigh and cry for the abominations that are done in the midst of the city. People who are crying and sighing because of what's happening in the land, in the country. And put a mark on them. So the first thing that happens is God sends forth an angel with fine linen, with the Holy Ghost. And he has a writer's ink on. And then the verse 5. And to the others he said in mine hearing, go ye after him through the city and smite. Let not your eyes spare, neither have ye pity. Slay utterly young and old, both maids and little children, the women... Uh, but uh, the women, but come not near any man upon whom the mark, upon whom is the mark, and begin at the sanctuary. Then they begin at the ancient men which were before the house. So the first one goes with the Holy Ghost, with the fine linen, with the writer's inkhorn. Remember, it's in, in symbols, the 144,000, the Bible says, they had their father's name upon their forehead. So the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is actually a seal. It writes the father's name on your forehead. So when the, the whole family of God in heaven and on earth is named Jesus. So when you receive the Holy Ghost, what goes upon your forehead is the name of Jesus. So this angel, he went and he marked them, you know, the writer's ink on, symbolically, you know, writing the name of Jesus upon their forehead to say these are, are, are they have applied the token. And then the other angels, they went with slaughtering weapons. And they were slaughtering people without pity. And that's the time that we're living in. Those that receive the seal of God are going in the rapture. And those that do not receive the seal of God receive the mark of the beast. If the musicians can come. And we want to be ready for the time of the rapture. We want to be ready for the coming of the Lord. Praise be to God. Are you happy for the new year? Do you want to begin with him this new year? Praise God. I'm looking forward to this 2022 and what God has for us um, with uh, the ministry and vision books and all the great things that uh, the Lord has in store for us. If we can stand up on our feet at this time, I want all of us to just uh, dedicate ourselves as we begin this year. I mean, everyone, pray in your own way and, you know, just dedicate this year unto the Lord. Praise God. You just say, Lord, begin this year with me. I want to start with you. I want to finish with you. You know, that's, that's you, you, you pray to God, you know, take this time. Those that are going back to school, young people, we, we're praying for you. You know, those that are starting new jobs, whatever it is, we just want to, you know, give this year to God, God to help us to find our purpose and to have the right kind of season. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, 
We come to you, Lord Jesus Christ, this afternoon, Father. We thank you for your word, Lord. Oh, God, we know that your Bible says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. We can never begin anything without you, Father. As we are starting 2022, Father, we are just giving it into your hands that, Lord, you can just take us, Father, and have your way, O God. We are praying for the Holy Ghost to flow, O God, in our lives, Father, in our homes, in our work, everything that we are doing. As Paul says, forgetting those things which are behind, we press on towards the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. We thank you, Father, this afternoon because you love us. And we see, Lord God, in the scriptures, in the word, that there is a purpose under heaven for every time and for every season. We want, oh God, to come to church. We want to save you, oh God. We are rededicating our lives to you again. Father, for there is such a great need in this hour. There is a need for prayer. There is a need for sincerity. Father, the world is looking upon us, oh God, as the bride of Jesus Christ. We are the royal priest. We are kings. Father, we are the ones that stand between the living and the dead. We pray that you anoint us for service. Anoint us with, with the Holy Ghost. Anoint our young people. I, I anoint, Lord God, our, our, our young sisters, our young brothers. Fill them with the Holy Ghost. Give them a zeal, oh Father, to serve you. Give them a zeal to know you more. Give them the appetite to know your word. To know you more and more. For Father, you said, blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled father we want to have an outpouring of the holy spirit we bind oh god that therefore we want the church father to go father to go father from glory unto glory to grow and to mature to elevate as you spoke to us in the youth services to help us father to be better people than what we were last year help us to realize the season that we are in the rapture time to be ready for that last trumpet we thank you father we take this opportunity to pray even for our pastor once again who is listening this time father may you touch him oh god the believers that are back home father bless them oh god visit them some that are on the bed oh god thinking where am i going to get my next breath it's gonna come from you father because you are the healer you are god that heals all our diseases david says bless the lord oh my soul and forget not his benefits father we don't deserve we are not worth it but you give unto us by your grace we accept and we thank you even this afternoon we bless your name be with us oh god and bless the balance of of, of, of our week those that are looking for the, for financial breakthrough may you may you give them in the name of jesus those that are going through troubles those that are having problems in their marriages give them peace oh god for you said in the time of trouble you shall hide us even evening time we shall have light in the path of glory we will surely find help us oh god we commit ourselves into your hands in jesus christ's name amen god bless you see you on wednesday amen let's just sing that song what are my steps what are my steps in your word
Dismiss. Just keep it in the same key and lead me, Lord. So lead me, Lord. I will follow and lead me, Lord. I will go. You have called me, and I will.
I thank God for the mountains, and I thank Him for the valleys, and I thank Him for the storms He brought me through. Oh, for if I never had a problem, how could I know that God would solve them? How could I know what faith in God can do? Oh, through it all, oh, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. take a moment and uh, we'll dismiss in a word of prayer and song and uh, we won't hold you uh, too much longer. Just uh, as you go, just continue to remember those that uh, we prayed for and uh, that the Lord would just touch them and be with them as they travel and uh, would just be with us as uh, we come back and so that we can uh, have service on Wednesday. So uh, if you would, just uh, bow your heads in prayer and we'll go ahead and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just take a moment now before we leave your house and we just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity you gave us to come and to listen to your word. We just pray for those who were not with us today that you would just touch them, you would heal them. Lord, we just ask that you would go with us now and just take what was preached this morning and just help us to not just to listen to it or say that we went to church and heard it, but to apply it to our lives. And we just ask that in this new year that you would just help us to not just see it as another year or another number on the calendar, but to define it as our purpose and to just find our purpose in you. Just be with us, Lord. Protect us. Just go with us as we just dismiss and forgive us of our sins and mistakes ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Just sing this as you go. You are dismissed as we sing this. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he